3: Hi, I'm Vanessa Bayer, and this is my brother Jonah.
0: We're two siblings who love to talk about our childhood and nostalgia and how it shaped us into the people we are today.
3: Who are so excited about today's guest, who is a goddess.
0: Welcome to How Did We Get Weird. Jonah, did you get that? Right, yep.
3: Okay, we're very excited for our guest today and her topic. And, well, spoiler alert, her topic is MySpace. But I think, Jonah, you and I have talked recently about how we had a brother sister band and our music was only featured on MySpace. But we haven't really let our listeners in too much on like the history of the band and like the story of the band. So, do you want to elaborate on that a little bit, Jonah?
0: yeah, I think we talked about this recently with Andy Sandberg, but wanted to elaborate a little bit. Yeah, we hit a band when our parents lived in the house we grew up in, and we would I feel like when we were both home from break for college or something. yeah, we, I had an old cassette four track, and we would write song. I guess like we didn't really have a lot going on because we would write songs based <laughs> Why, on we like... Why weren't hanging
3: out with our friends?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just thinking. We'd write songs based on like relatives that wrote us letters or like... Oh, I forgot like, to list
3: that one. Yeah, Sort of
0: snacks that dad got at work. We, we kind of were just writing really about like family related stuff and just setting it to acoustic guitar.
3: Yeah, so Jonah, just to go through some of our biggest hits and by biggest, I mean only... And by hits, I mean songs that we wrote that no one ever heard. (laughs) We had one called Pumpkin Roll, which was about how our dad's friend Phyllis would bring in pumpkin rolls, make pumpkin rolls for him every holiday season. Makes Uh sense because it was around the holidays. We probably wrote this. We had this one called Ascensia that was about your coffee maker that I couldn't pronounce the name correctly of. Right. We had this one called My City of Cleveland. We had a letter from Barry and Cynthia, which I think we've talked about them before, but that's our mom's cousin who lived in this trailer that they named Homer and would write these like extremely detailed I think we talked about this with Matt Rogers. We, we did. Extremely- we talked about
0: Matt Rogers. Yes. Yeah, so they would write these really long letters. And so I believe we set one to music. We kind of we put set a one original score. Yeah, yeah. So that was a good song.
3: That was a good one. And then the most iconic one, I would say, is Trapes in Away the Day, which was based on the fact that whenever we would come home growing up, our dad would say, Take off your shoes and don't trapes into the house with wet or muddy shoes. <laughs> and yep. Jonah, do you remember what the name of our album was going to be if we ever made one? I
2: think it was,
0: Don't Forget to Close the Garage Door. <laughs> yeah,
3: it was Don't Forget to Close the Garage
0: Door when you get home, <laughs> which is another thing our dad said. <laughs> on a kind of daily basis for many years. Yeah, but, so yeah, and yeah, so the connection was these songs were all up on MySpace. We had, like, some photos of us as kids. We had some some streams going, and then one day, MySpace stopped working, and the music is just gone forever because we had no backup version. So yeah. Uh, yeah. if anyone, for some reason, has has downloaded these songs yes. 15 years ago, yeah, please upload them somewhere because we'd love to yeah. hear it.
3: Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, should we get into introducing today's guest? I want to hear kind of what she has to say about... Maybe she has some ins with MySpace. Maybe that's why she wanted to talk about it. I I doubt anyone knows how to get into MySpace, but if anyone does, it's today's guest, who is an actress, comedian, and podcaster who you may know from a Black Lady sketch show, the iCarly Revival series, and or her wildly popular podcast, Scam Goddess, which focuses on historical and contemporary scams, and cons, and that Jonah and I got to be a guest on. Please welcome Lacey Mosley. Hey, what's up, y'all? Hey, Lacey, how's it going?
5: How weird would it be if I was like, I have all of Don't Forget to Close the Garage. (laughs) (laughs) I have it all. I listen to it every night before I go to bed. (laughs) That would be so incredible. We would be... (laughs) Homer is my favorite song. It slaps. (laughs) Oh, man. And now I'm, like, hoping that they named their RV Homer and it was, like, after, like, the book. Like, isn't that, like,
0: a... I know.
3: Well, that's a really good question, Lacey, because I don't know. Do you think The Simpsons existed? Oh,
0: yeah. Simpsons have oh, been around. I was
5: thinking of, like, oh, brother, we're out there. Like, yeah. Home, like Homer. <laughs>
0: yeah. Is that going too deep? I, no, no. But I think it could go either way. Like, because my wife and I have a dog named Lupin, and... If it's someone under a certain age or like, it's from the Harry Potter movies, and we're like, no, it's for the flower. But it's like, generationally, people have very different references to that word. But also,
3: the Harry Potter movies were out when you and your wife were both pretty young, Jonah.
0: Right, I'm saying people younger than us think it's from Harry right. Potter. I don't think they're like looking at us and being like, I think we could be Harry Potter fans. I mean, if you didn't know us. Yeah. I'm yeah. just saying that generationally, like people, <laughs> that's their reference if they're like, 25 right, right, or right, younger right, right, or something that's right. all they really know they don't right. maybe don't even know is a flower which which it is a flower by the way
3: or if there's someone who's really young but they grew up without tv but around a lot of gardens sure then they
0: would go it's a yeah. flower if they're into flowers that's true. wait
5: because jonah correct me if i'm wrong you you talked about scamming books on my show right like you, <laughs> you were you oh, were yeah. scamming books <laughs> So I, was, I knew you would get my book reference because you, you were scamming them books.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll be honest. I, was, I wasn't scamming a lot of Homer, a lot of <laughs> Greek tragedies. I was more, I was more like I said, scamming whatever was on sale at Walden Books.
3: For people who haven't listened to any episodes of our podcast ever, the scam we're referring to is when Jonah would buy books really on sale at other bookstores and return them to Borders for credit because of their return policy. Yep.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. You yeah. didn't That's need a receipt scam. back then.
5: Lacey, were you ever in a childhood band? I was not in a childhood band. I was in choir. Um, okay. I was in the church choir and then also in the choirs in the school. Uh, I was heavily on MySpace, though. Um, shout out to Tom. He taught us all okay, how to code. Okay, we got something to say about Tom, but go ahead. Yes. Oh, what you got to say about Tom?
0: What no, it's not nothing do? bad. nothing it's bad. bad. It's nothing actually bad. pretty awesome.
5: It's actually pretty awesome. I was like, awesome. we're canceling Tom his white t-shirt. He was my first friend. <laughs> He was everybody's friend. I love that about Tom. Because he didn't do us like Elon, where he just forced us all to be his friend when he got on Twitter. and He was like, you're going to see all my tweets. It was like, Elon, I don't want to see your tweets, bitch. Right. Like, I don't like you. But Tom was like, I'm your first friend. You're not lonely no more. Welcome to my space. It's me and my white t-shirt just looking back at you. Me Yeah, he Tom. was looking back. He was looking back. He's like, I'm going to teach you how to code. He was like, my name's Tom. Have you heard of Java? <laughs> He's like, you want a sparkly background? You want some music on your page, girl? Let let me get you in the htm and also l and we all learned how to code and i thought that was dope
3: yeah agree i'm trying to find this thing that we found about tom
0: here it is uh so i guess this was from this is an article i found a in business insider and this is a kind of an old article this is article is from 2012 2012 basically he posted on instagram said people keep asking so i'll say it fear over instagram's terms change is ridiculous get real folks so tom kind of posted this thing complaining about instagram's policy someone wrote back says the guy who was not able to keep a social network alive so they kind of came at tom like oh who are you to be saying this you couldn't even keep myspace going and tom responded says the guy who sold myspace in 2005 for 580 million while you slave away hoping for a half day off
4: Damn!
5: (laughs) Tom hit him with the
3: ether! Okay, now it keeps going, Lacey, okay? So, I guess this person who tweeted at Tom then quit Twitter after that. (laughs) And then Tom discovered that and he tweeted, does that mean I win? Hashtag winning. Hashtag MySpaceTom.
0: Yeah.
5: You know, I love Tom for that. Tom is extra petty. And also, Tom... Tom did the right thing. As a social, like, influencer, creator, as someone who created a platform, instead of doing the evil tech mogul, infinite growth, I'm going to steal your booty hole, your retina, your pinkies, I'm going to create a massive platform that's going to mine all of the labor out of people until they die and do a bunch of murders. He said, I created a huge platform, I'm going to sell it to someone who has no clue how it functions, they're going to ruin it, but I'm going to walk away before I do a bunch of murders and put on my evil black turtleneck and destroy the lives of billions
0: of people. It's, he
5: just cashed out. He cashed yep. out. It's so
0: true. And and Tom h- still has it right even today because I looked him up. He just goes. He posts on Instagram. He just goes on like vacations. He's like, I just travel and take photos Yeah, like that's what you do. Like because I feel like so many people get these huge payouts and they're like, I'm going to start a new app or I'm going to like, <laughs> Jonah, you your know like
3: voice? <laughs> yeah, or like <laughs> I'm going to start like, a new
0: app. <laughs> they're going to do something else. And he's like, No, at five hundred million dollars, I'm just going to like hang out on the beach. And like never work again. That's that's how you do it.
5: Because he realized he got to the the threshold of how much money you should have. He said, this is actually way more money than I need. It's more money than I should have. And instead of becoming an evil oligarch, I mean, he already is way too rich. He was like, you know what? This is too much rich. And before I start to do crime crime, I'm going to just walk away and go on vacation. And that's why I fucks with Tom. Yeah,
3: yeah. He also stayed quiet for so many years. Like, I don't remember ever hearing Tom when MySpace was popular. It's like funny. I didn't know that he had this in him, is I guess what I'm saying. Is that like, he always, you always were like, Tom. Also, I guess it was a different time when people weren't like as nasty online. So he probably, he started MySpace. You saw that picture of him looking back at you smiling and you were like, this is just a nice guy or whatever. Now he has, you know, $600 million in 2005, probably. He's probably so rich now, but he's like, guess what? You've changed. So have I. And if you're going to come for me, I'm coming back with an absolute burn.
5: Tom is the type of person who, like, if he won the lottery, he was going to show up in like, he first thing, he would win the lottery. He would, like, see he got the numbers. He would turn all the lights off in his house. Then he would smile. Then he would head straight down to Spirit of Halloween and get a <laughs> mask. And then he would go to the lotto place and he would accept his winners with his mask on his face, wouldn't tell his family or any friends, cash in the money, and then just leave the country. Like, he feels like the type of person who would be like, damn, I am so rich. I am terrified. Versus yeah. like an Elon Musk who's like, I inherited so much money, I must be God. People must listen to me now. I am smart because I have lots of paper trees in my pocket. Like it feels like he's not like looking for a god complex or for people to worship yeah. him. He was yeah. like, I have so much money and I'm gonna run away now. And I love that for him.
0: I do too. I think I think Tom's the kind of guy where if you went to visit, he would like come pick you up from the airport, big like, time. Oh, I sure. got to get an Uber and he's like, No, don't worry, I'll just come get you. No big deal. Where it's like in an F one fifty. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I respect that.
3: Well, we're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with Lacey Mosley and we're going to really get into MySpace. space.
5: Oh, have a lot of you.
1: I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but...
2: Same old. Us. Oh, yeah. Apple Podcasts, or wherever
4: you get your podcasts.
3: And we're back. Okay, Lacey, what made you want to talk about MySpace today?
5: Okay, so I have a lot of confessions. I feel like I'm ready to talk about, I feel like there's a good amount of statute of limitations here. Um, Okay. I I wanna preface this but I was an extremely sheltered child. I wasn't I spent most of my adolescence babysitting. My younger sister, we're thirteen years apart. So I didn't really like go to parties. I didn't really get to have the fun, cool experience. I left my house for school activities only, which is why I was heavily involved in school, because that's the only way I left my house. So I was like, I was class president. I was a cheerleader. I was student council president. I played volleyball. I ran track. I was in choir. I did competition theater and regular theater. Wait,
3: I'm sorry. What is competition theater? (laughs)
5: So it's like where you do like UIO one act plays and then you'll like travel to like do plays like you basically get a set of like gray set pieces and you are only allowed to use those and you like set them up in interesting ways like pylons and stuff and you do one act plays and you compete to try to like go to state or whatever.
3: Are they like monologues or there's other people in the scenes and who's competing? Are you competing with people in the scene with you or people from other?
5: No. So you compete. It's a one act play, so It's like half an hour, like 20 minutes and you compete against other schools. So you compete in your district and then if you make it past your district, you compete against like a wider <laughs> districts and then you compete against your whole state and then, you know, it just goes on from there.
3: That's so I've never heard of that. And it's also so sweet, the idea of like, if you were competing in a sport, you'd be like, woo, at the end. But like that you just, you finish acting, and then you go, yes, like, we killed it. Like, it's so,
5: I don't know, just the,
3: the competing. I mean, it with, was
5: intense. Yeah, yeah. You do adjudication, and then it's all these theater teachers Ooh. who, like, give you notes, and, like, oh, there's always, gosh. like, categories, and there was best actress and best actor, and then, like, wow. if you won best actress or best actor, like, that usually meant that your play was, like, going to advance further, and then... The one year that I won Best Actress, our play didn't advance. And in adjudication, they ripped us to pieces. Oh, yeah. I'm I remember so that. No, it was great for me. Very awkward yeah, you ride want, home yeah. for everybody yeah. else. I'll yeah. never forget it because I had a theater teacher who was very biased. She would never give me lead roles. She would always give them to this other girl. It's funny. I'm the only actor out of our whole theater program who's a working actor. So was very much vindication for me. Yeah, I'll never yeah. forget that adjudicator because he was like, we did Blight Spirit and I was Madame Arcati. It was the first time I'd ever gotten a role that was considered for like an award. She would never give me any type of lead. Ugh. And I remember he, I'll never forget him saying this. He was like, it was like you guys had a quarterback for a rocket with an arm and no one could catch. And I was like, Oh. And we were all excited because we thought we were going to go to state. And he was yeah. like, no, y'all not going nowhere. She was just better than everybody. And I was like, oh, my God.
3: Yes, but you'll take it. That's amazing. Yeah. That's incredible.
5: Okay, so sorry. So you did so many ac- yeah, activities. Because I couldn't go anywhere. So MySpace was like my third place. So I would be on MySpace a lot. So then I started playing pranks on MySpace to my friends. What kind of pranks are we talking about? <laughs> so
3: Tom taught me how to code. <laughs> What does it mean to code for someone who's so stupid with this stuff?
5: so i would make like i had my myspace page where you know you'd have like a top eight and then like you could like add you could go to the html page and you could add like little you could go on different sites and you could rip codes that would like you could copy and paste into your html page that would like change the color of your page you could add like little sparkles or you could I add see. your name or you could add little codes that would make your top eight move so each time someone came to your page it would move who was number one on your top eight or you could add a top 16 if you went and got certain codes and added those to your page. And and
3: your top eight was your top eight songs? Top eight
0: friends. friends.
5: Top eight friends.
3: Sorry, sorry, sorry. I forgot that it was You could also pick a
0: song that would play when people went to your page, right? Yep. Okay,
5: okay, okay, great.
3: Do you
0: remember what your song was?
5: It would change. So like, depending on what was going on in my life, like I remember I had a crush on this guy. But... I think he had a girlfriend, but we like had a crush on each other. And at one point, I remember like I put ushers like, you make me want to leave the one I'm with and start a new relationship with you. This is what you do. I put that on my page one time because I was trying to be a man stealer. (laughs)
4: <laughs> I don't even like men
5: no more. But, uh, you know, like, you know, so I put that on there. You know, like, you would put different things on there. And then if you were beefing with somebody so they weren't your friend no more, you would take them out to your top eight, you know, or, right. like, somebody okay. up and over. Um, so, you know, it was always changing. I remember I was running for student council president. I made my whole page a campaign page. And then I, I put my little, like, slogans and my stuff in um, on my page. <laughs> So it would always be changing, and these are like the later odds of MySpace. Yeah, my okay, been around okay. for a while when I got on it, and then because uh, I'm still a young hoe, and then um, <laughs> so then like I remember I made a fake MySpace page, and this is when I started like diddling around with it, and my friend like uh, we, and we were good friends. She was on the cheer squad with me, and I don't know how this started being a bit, but like she would talk about some guy who was like messaging her or something she's like oh my god i feel like i have a stalker but we thought that she was like exaggerating or whatever so we we're like you don't have a stalker because she was just like always big and like she was like a very goofy girl in like a fun way like i remember some cheer party we were at like she would just always be doing goofy stuff for like attention but it was funny like we we're at some pool party and i remember one time i turned around and she was just like pouring a coca-cola can on herself okay okay <laughs> Likes attention. We're like, girl, what are you doing? She was like pouring Coca-Cola on herself. We're like, girl, okay. And so like, she was just an extra. And so I was like, when she says she had a stalker, I like made a whole MySpace page. And like I made a photo of her, like the background, but I made it like a checkered background of the same photo like over and over and over again. And then I put like some death metal like screamo on it that was like... (laughs) And then like the the person's name, like bleep, like, I love you so much. I think about you every day. I basically like made a stalker page and then I added her and like made this stalker page. And so for a few days, she was like, oh, my God, guys, I told you I have a stalker. Like, see, it's real. But it was literally just me. And then I just like told her it was me and we all laughed and it was funny. And so then I was like, (laughs) oh, I can make these like fake pages and like people will believe it. So then there was like this like asshole guy who was like dogging my friend out. Because some of my friends had chosen to be sexually active earlier on. And, like, she, like, really liked this guy. And this was, like, after Hurricane Katrina. And I'm from Texas. So, like, after Hurricane Katrina, like, a bunch of people from Louisiana, like, came to, like, North Texas. So we had, like, an influx of, like, new students from Louisiana. And so he was, like, a new student from Louisiana. But he looked like he was, like, 37. Okay. Like, no lie. And she like had a big crush on him. He might have been 37. I don't know if he had his papers. He was he did not look it was giving like, hello, fellow kids. Like he did not (laughs) look like he was supposed to be enrolled in nobody's school. I'm not even joking, okay? He looked like he okay. was supposed to picking up his kids from the child support center. Hello, fellow kids. <laughs> okay? It was giving, like, Steve Buscemi, skateboard over the shoulder. You are not a child.
1: Okay. And, like, okay.
5: So, but they had been, like, hooking up or whatever, and then he was just, like, being a dog and, like, you know, being very stereotypical. I'm putting in quotes, heavy air quotes, teenage boy. <laughs> and so then I made... <laughs> I had a lot of free time on my hands. Okay, I was allowed to leave the house. I can't wait <laughs> to hear what you made. I made a um a fake Planned Parenthood MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> um, I learned a lot about coding and so like i like went on the planned parenthood website and i like ripped like the banner like the official banner and like set up the page to look like the planned parenthood page why would myspace have a planned parenthood and be reaching out to people on myspace but like you know what <laughs> whatever and- And so then I like added him as a friend on MySpace. And I was like, hi, reaching out from our new like uh, youth outreach program on MySpace from Planned Parenthood. And I was like, we've heard that you had a lot of contact with a new uh, youth in the whatever Texas area. And we just (laughs) wanted to let you know. I think I was just like, we have you on our radar as a potential like uh, like community harm. (laughs) Like, and not, like, any, like, kind of assault way or whatever. Just, like, community harm. Like, community harm.
3: Community
0: harm. Was just,
5: like, he was a jerk. I don't know what to say. But, like, I guess it shook him enough. Like, I don't know. He stopped spreading rumors about people. <laughs>
3: but, okay. Okay. It worked. It worked. I
5: don't
3: know. I had a lot of free time. Like, <laughs> it's so funny. I didn't even know you could do stuff like that on MySpace. I was just, like...
0: Yeah, I didn't know about the coding. Stuff. I mean, I knew the top 8 and all that stuff, but yeah, I knew people personalize it, but I didn't know you could actually like get into the HTML.
5: Oh yeah, you can change yeah. the the way the entire site looks the background you can change the music you can change where everything's located like you know how the photo was always on the left side and how underneath right. it would say like if you're online if like what your age is what your location you could take all of that off you could take if you're online off you could take the location off you could move where the photo was located you could center it you could take it off completely you could do all types of things by just going in and changing the code and i would do that constantly <laughs>
0: So that that's So I used to do a lot of work for MySpace, like editorial work. Right, right. I had a friend who worked there and then my friend left and then I got hired back. Like they relaunched it in like 2015 or something. And I found this. I just want to read a little bit of this thing I wrote for MySpace in 2015. Do you remember that band, The Plain White Tees?
5: Yes. Uh, yes.
0: Okay. So they had this column they had me do. So this was like 10 years ago. Maybe more, I guess, more than ten years ago, like twelve years ago, and I would take bands out to lunch. MySpace would pay for, it, and then I would interview them. <laughs> so I would do it because I was living in New York, and I was like, <laughs> okay, free lunch, and I get paid. And oh I, yeah, so and I talked. So this one is is me taking the Plain White tees out in May of two thousand fifteen, and this is this is also it's so embarrassing because this is my writing. This is what I, I turned in to get published. New York City isn't exactly known for its Mexican food, and that's evident the minute our order arrives at a Mexican joint in Midtown Manhattan a few hours before they are slated to play an intimate show for fans at the Gramercy Theater. This food looks very average. Guitarist, guitarist... (laughs) Burn! Tim Lopez explains when his steak tacos arrive, and in all honesty, he's being pretty kind. Mine's pretty good, the band's frontman Tom Higginson (laughs) chimes in, although in fairness, he did order a veggie burrito. His ultimately can't be messed up. It's rice and beans in a tortilla, Lopez adds. That said, the pain white teas know more than anyone that sometimes the seemingly simplest things can end up being massive setbacks. (laughs) And so that's my intro. I have a photo of them eating. Vanessa, you're making a face like, Well, I'm like, who is this
3: article for?
0: (laughs) I know. So there's a photo of them eating this burrito. Then I go on and on. And then at the end, I just post a photo of the receipt. There's just a photo of the receipt. And then there's a part where the where I think the guitar player says, at one point, Lopez speculates his steak may actually be camel meat. Like, it's an interview with them about the band, but then they're just talking about how bad this food is. I turned this in. I was like, yeah, this this is like all the elements. It's a band interview. We talk about the food. Um, and there's a photo of the receipt in case people want to know how much it costs. Right, exactly. right.
3: Yeah.
5: I want to say that what you just said to me, Jonah in 2023 has circled around to hit me as incredibly refreshing. Okay, because nowadays every editorial has so much snark and it has so much over editorializing so much opinion like I just love that it was like this is what they said and this is the plain white teas and that's such a plain white tea type of inner like this food is average it was beans it was rice we was like it's okay also we was doing music I don't know that kind of hit my brain real smooth and I don't know I enjoyed it yeah. Because nowadays it's like, and then we talked about the conflicts that was going on and then where does Joe Biden stand? And also, are we still going to Target? I heard they killed people. And anyways, then yeah. we played some music. I'm like, I don't know. That was that was kind of well,
3: nice. Well, let,
0: let me read you the final paragraph because it's just uh, one Please. sentence. Please. Okay, here it goes. And I'm saying some quote from them and then I say about their record, their new record or whatever. And then I go, similarly, the band aren't able to finish their food. At one point, Lopez speculates his steak may actually be camel meat. But luckily, they aren't competitive eaters. They're a rock band. And tonight, the show must go on. <laughs>
4: okay, <Jonah>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they're Jonah, not competitive
5: is, eaters. They're a rock band.
0: The kind of writing you would make fun of so much. I know. And I did a bunch of these, but it was so hard to talk about. Like they're promoting their record and then be it's talking. Hard of, like I, those I, had to, I had to link those. I had because it was called free lunch. I had to always work the lunch in, and clearly I didn't know how to do it.
5: <laughs> Camels have water in their <laughs> hump, and it, and it was Wednesday.
0: Oh my gosh! Hump
5: day, and they had a show. You
0: you know you know what else is crazy? I talked about how overpriced this was. <laughs> this was lunch for three people: guacamole and chips, an extra bag of chips. And a margarita, and it was 58 bucks. That's like a deal these days, right? Oh, such
3: a deal. I thought you were going to say it was really expensive because it's New York. It felt expensive back then. Yeah. Yeah.
5: Yeah. It's not not the same price now? Say how many things they had again?
0: Here's what we got. We got uh, guac and chips... Nine bucks a Diablo margarita is 11 bucks, a veggie burrito 10 bucks, taco salad 13, a steak taco, and a bag of chips.
3: And this is the place across from Penn Station, right? Because you yeah, talked so about it's, this on is the but, but Yeah, it is overpriced,
0: but it still feels kind of quaint. I feel like these days, you know, you get like,
3: yeah, that margarita $14 s- dollars now.
0: Yeah, yeah, come on, come on.
3: Yeah, I feel like it's more. Now back to MySpace. So MySpace started in 2003, right? Okay, yeah,
0: 2003.
5: And it still exists, technically, right? It's just really impossible to use. I've gotten on it uh, not too long ago because I wanted to see if I still could.
3: And what was your experience like when you went on it?
5: It's not really, like, user-intuitive anymore. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think they pick up news, they, like, aggregate news from other sites or something. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think people are going there for their, like...
5: It's giving Yahoo. It's,
0: Yes.
3: It was acquired by News Corporation in 2005, and then in 2009 or 2011, Justin Timberlake jointly purchased it what? with Specific Media Group for 35 million dollars. And then in 2016, it was announced that MySpace and its parent company had been purchased by Time Inc. for 87 million. So they made a profit on that. That's shocking.
0: To oh, me. big time!
3: Um, and then. It was in turn purchased by Meredith Corporation, which you know when you've got Meredith Corporation on your side, you're absolutely crushing. Killing um, it. On January 31st, 2018. And then on November 4th, Meredith spun off MySpace and its original holding company and sold it to Viant Technology. So Meredith only had it for a, a minute.
5: So it's like hot potato right so now. It's like Everybody's just potato. like... <laughs> <laughs> Now, Jonah,
3: I'm looking in our notes, and I see something here that says you have 200,000 friends on
0: MySpace. Yeah, I looked up my MySpace because I had all these friends because I like did work for the site. So I oh, think s- yeah. something happened one time. Do where they all give the su- you some? Yeah, yeah there was more? something weird happened where I like had a page, and then all of a sudden I started like exponentially getting all these friends, like 20,000 friends a day or something. Wow. I wasn't doing anything, mm. but yeah. I have a lot of friends. uh, You weren't doing
5: anything, Jonah? You sure you weren't doing anything? I
0: don't know. I don't know.
5: Hmm, Sounds like you was doing something over there on your (laughs) space.
0: Well, let me tell you this. This is a thing that we we were talking about earlier. There were estimated 50 million songs... Uploaded to MySpace between 2003 and 2015 that were accidentally deleted. <laughs> okay.
3: okay. We, fall so, right we, so fall we fall right in there. So we fall in, that, in that sweet
0: spot. And there are some some have been recovered, the, about okay. 500,000 from 2008 to 2010. But, um, yeah, a lot of those songs are all... All kind of gone. So, and you
5: only put your music on MySpace. You were like, "This is the spot." This,
3: that's yeah, the only it's, it's place it MySpace. Lives. It's
0: not going anywhere ever. There, I mean, there was
3: there was nowhere else to really put it because I don't think Spotify existed yet. It's funny now. Now Spotify is so great because I don't think I. But I'm going to ask. I'm not going to judge first. I'm going to ask. Do either of you watch Welcome to Plathville? I don't. Okay. No, it's this show on TLC, and it's this family that sort of grew up like. Really Christian and the kids are growing up and they're sort of becoming recording artists a little bit. They're really into into recording their own music. And it's like they'll record a song and it'll be on the reality show. And then you like go on Spotify and you can find the song. And I'm like, wow, if Jonah and I had access to Spotify back when we were recording our music, I guess at the end of the day it wouldn't have been deleted. <laughs> it's the is the yeah.
5: It could be though. I mean, like that's the media right. age we're living in right now. You know, yeah. like, you see shows on media platforms that don't have physical media now, and then as soon as the platform decides to remove it, it's gone forever. That's true it's
3: because true. That because true. we weren't the only. There was real. All all songs were on MySpace, right? Like it was sort of Spotify at that point, right? So yeah. sort
0: of. So, I, mean, I, sort I don't of. think uh, were there full albums. I don't know if you could listen to like a whole album.
5: I discovered music artists on there. I remember that's how I found out yeah. about Cassie. I mean that's how I found out about the lovely musical stylings of uh Tila Tequila before she became uh Nasi. Right. Uh, <laughs> The the Tila Tequila Nazi pipeline crazy. First it was Tila Tequila and then she had her um, dating show. Right, I remember that. And bisexual dating show. Very chaotic times. And and then a Nazi. Then she became a Nazi. That was rough. Oh, yeah. um, Yeah, that was like, I wasn't expecting that turn. That was wild. I don't know why she did that. And then um, who else came off of MySpace to fame? There was a lot of people who got famous off of MySpace. Yeah. I guess that's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's infamous now. She's trash, but like, there were other people. But Cassie had a lot of music that like really popped on MySpace during that time when she was working with Ryan Leslie. I just tried to pull up MySpace and like, I can find my page, but you can't see any of my photos. Yeah. Yeah. They all just have question marks.
0: My band. Oh, Adele. uh, Olivia's saying Adele Adele was discovered on MySpace.
5: Wow. That's shocking to me.
0: My band was on MySpace and her page got deleted and it was kind of newsworthy because we were like on the front page of MySpace. Oh,
5: wow. Because
0: we knew some people who worked there. And then the band's called the United Nations, and they got cease and desist from the United Nations. And the UN? The UN, yeah. The
3: UN gave, yeah, Jonah's band a cease and desist. And it's funny that... Did they make music? And that made yeah they don't they don't and no one would ever confuse them
5: <laughs> also no. the UN is not doing their job right now why are they worried about what's going on on MySpace know, that's know, their problem right now go well, go, try to solve the world's issues why are y'all yeah. on MySpace <laughs> trying to see this some, was
0: 2008 but yeah we used they their weren't doing lo- their
5: job back then either. yeah yeah yeah,
0: yeah fair I mean yeah we use their logo and then I guess this article I guess we posted you can show support for our band by posting our logo <laughs> our, a photo of our logo for your profile on MySpace and or Facebook so, okay I'm back th- on their wow. side yeah I'm back not on Jonah. their side too maybe
3: yeah you can't use their logo Jim. <laughs> y'all went too far I just thought you were using yeah, the name yeah, was, supposed, was, this
0: is this is all yeah. about scams Lacy? I mean it's you know, all
5: about punk
3: right?
0: and like, scams. the so UN is like cool. we're
5: already not doing our job as okay. is we okay. don't need more people thinking we're now we're making music right.
0: Lacey, I feel (laughs) very judged for someone who just talked about making up a Planned Parenthood website.
5: (laughs) Okay. I was helping them. Okay, Okay, okay. everyone was young. We were all young. You you were contributing to the U.N.'s already not great brand, which is not doing their job.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Well. We're just trying to make some art, you know.
5: You're just trying to make some art. I support you. I support you. Well.
3: It looks like, um, yeah, when I went on MySpace, I couldn't get anything to load. It feels like very buggy, too, right?
0: Yeah, It always felt sort of buggy. Like, it was like the music never played right away. Like, I don't think the technology was there. You'd have to, like, press something. Like, it wasn't, yeah, it never really clicked.
3: Also, I'm shocked that it started in 2003 because I thought it was around so much earlier. But I guess...
0: Well, there was Friendster before that, right?
3: Friendster, Yeah. And Xanga And Facebook started around 2003, My Journal, something like
0: that. Yeah. My Journal, yeah. Black Planet.
3: Friendster completely disappeared. I forgot about Friendster. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There were so many. Probably like Gen Z is going to like start getting into Friendster now because it's like so hilarious to them. (laughs) (laughs) Like ironically.
3: Nostalgic to them. Well, in the words of Tom, what did he say?
0: Tom basically... (laughs) Tom basically said, says the guy who made $580 million selling MySpace to the guy who's hoping he, one day he can get a half day off work. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he like just decimated this person. <laughs> I, mean, I mean. He
5: didn't have that, to go that hard. Tom. That is. You ran that days. man off of the internet.
0: And you know, Tom was like on a beach somewhere, like under an umbrella, just seeing this. And he's like, you know what? I'm just saying. Sid from for it. Turks
5: and
3: Caicos.
4: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh He's probably God. like,
3: yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I, I mean, just roasted. Wow. <laughs> but, but you know what? Like, you know, this happens on the internet all the time. All these anonymous people, you know, saying all this stuff. Like, you couldn't yeah. do that, you know, like just, and it's like, look. Yeah, Tom's gonna tell it how it is.
5: Tom's that like, man probably I've... threw his whole laptop out the window. Yeah, probably.
0: He's like, ah! I wish I could. Yes, yeah, see the reaction when the guys. Like, oh my gosh, Tom responded to me. What did he say?
3: <laughs> also, Tom was probably like, "I have been being quiet and making this polite smile to people for twenty years. I'm over it. I'm finally gonna, you know."
0: It's. Hit him it's with a not only such a a harsh burn. It's so condescending. It's so it's,
5: condescending. You know how Tom always has that photo where he's in the white t-shirt he's looking back from the computer? Yeah, yeah, of course. I feel like in that moment, Tom spun the chair around and was like, you know
0: what, bitch? Yeah, I'm looking <laughs> straight
5: at Straight you. at the monitor. You
0: <laughs> <laughs> got to type it. Damn. Not even a full day off. You, you hope to get half a half day. Half day. Off. He said
5: he couldn't Ooh. even get a full day. He said half day. He said you still got a clock he's, in.
3: He's, <laughs> he's absolutely brutal. That
5: ain't right, Tom.
3: <laughs> Tom. Got to, yeah. Got to respect him. <laughs> Give him some respect. Got it. Well, we're going to take a quick commercial break, but we'll be right back with Lacey Mosley.
2: I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy.
5: In my best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it.
4: i never seen a man
2: how'd we do today we did good the black effect presents family therapy listen now on the black effect podcast network iheart radio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast oh hi i'm rachel Zoe, and i'm back for another season of my podcast climbing in heels you might know me from the rachel Zoe project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women. And this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all.
3: Lacey, how would you like to play an absolutely fun game with us? I would love to. Thank you so much. That's so nice. So we're going to play this game called Yes slash Nostalgia, where we bring up nostalgic products, shows, etc. that are making a comeback. And if you're into them, you can give them a Yes-stalgia. yes And if you're not into them, you can give them a no nostalgia. No-stalgia. I can read this first one. Go for it. So McDonald's is bringing it back—the adult Happy Meal—and it comes with a classic toy. There's so many articles about this. It's just—it's just coming back, like basically right now. They're bringing back this Happy Meal that has these toys that are really nostalgic, which are called McNugget Buddies. And I guess they were around when we were kids. They're little toys that look like little McNuggets in different outfits. And you can like switch around their outfits and what's on their face and stuff. And it's something that people are really into. And this year, the multi-hyphenate DJ designer and streetwear icon, Kerwin Frost, is designing his own. It's called the Kerwin Frost Happy Meal Box. And people are absolutely losing their minds. Now, something that I didn't know existed is... Adult Happy Meals. <laughs> that to me <laughs> yeah. was like enough of like news, but I guess they've started them. I don't know exactly when they started them, but they're come, the adult Happy Meals coming back and they're coming back with these McNugget Buddy toys. And people are absolutely losing their minds. Lacey, what do you think about the return of the McNugget toys and honestly, the adult Happy Meals?
5: Okay, I'm going to say. Nostalgia for me, okay, okay, because an adult Happy Meal for me is a box with money in it. (laughs) Um, But I'll say yes, nostalgia for everyone who is excited about it because Lord knows that adults need some happiness. So if you show up to Mickey D's and that box gives you some (laughs) joy, please take it wherever you can get it. You know, get you a Mr. Potato Nugget and and put all the outfits on it and get your joy how you can. It's bleak out here.
3: Yes, I agree. Now, Jonah, what do you think? Are you into this return of the adult Happy Meal? By the way, I want to say you can choose either a 10-piece chicken McNugget or a a Big Mac to accompany fries and soda. That's that's an adult Happy Meal, just to be clear.
0: Yeah, I'm confused. So it's an adult Happy Meal is basically just ordering just a regular value meal, but it comes in the box with a toy?
3: It seems like it, yeah. Because okay. I guess when we were kids, we didn't realize it, but Happy Meals probably had like very little food
5: in them.
0: Yeah, because it's right. for a kid. You can still yeah, buy
5: the little a baby Happy yeah. Meal yeah, and eat it as an adult.
0: <laughs> Look, I think kind of similar to Lacey's point, like, if this bring, makes people happy, sure, for me, yeah, I, I feel like, I feel that like the idea with the original ones was like, also people are like, I'm going to save this toy, it's going to be worth so much. Right. I don't know. I think this stuff, it's probably they're making a 10 billion of them. I, I Personally, for me, it's like, I get this and where do I put the toy? I don't have room for it. And I got to carry this thing around. It doesn't appeal to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I guess if you're into this, I don't know. I would I would feel kind of embarrassed ordering this. I
3: was just thinking that too, going into work with a, with a big, <laughs> uh, with a big happy mailbox, the si- size for an adult, do people go, what's your problem?
0: Yeah, it's, it's, I don't want to
5: judge. And also, Jenna, I want to take it back. I love that you were scamming you in. And honestly, they shouldn't (laughs) have did you like that. You're right. I shouldn't have judged that. (laughs) I won't judge you if you have an adult Happy Meal. Like, honestly, come into the office skipping all your half days so that you can tweet later.
0: Yeah. And I think that's fair. Like, again, it's not for me. I I would feel embarrassed ordering it, but maybe that's my own self-consciousness. Maybe if you don't feel embarrassed ordering it, go ahead. You should order it. You should, you know, feel empowered doing it if that's what you want. So... Sure. Vanessa, Nostalgia. what do you think? Yeah,
3: you've both convinced me. Um, I was already sort of into it. I I, I hear what you're saying, Jonah. Like, I have so many little knickknacks and stuff all around my house in a way that I'm like, oh, this is another thing to, like, make my place look cluttered, these little sure, McNugget sh- buddies. Sure. But I do like the idea of, even though I was sort of making fun of it, I like the idea of going into work with a big Happy Meal box, adult Happy Meal box, and people going, what's that? And me going... It's a happy meal for an adult. Get get on board. And everyone laughing and us having a nice time, especially because it probably smells delicious. So I'm, I, this is a
5: yes, for
3: me. You've yes both really kind of changed my mind on it.
5: What a conversation starter, Vanessa. what. How much yeah. joy you're going to bring to people. Yeah. And then, even if people want to be judgy, they're going to go to the water cooler, they're going to go to Crafty or whatever and be like, oh my God, did you see what Vanessa brought in? That, yeah. That adult, you know, like everyone's going to have a good time.
3: Can you imagine coming into work too and being like, I got everyone adult happy meals? People would be so psyched. Like, people would be so excited. They'd go, it's delicious and fun. Uh, okay. Yeah. Now, if McDonald's isn't already our sponsor, they should be. Okay. Jonah, do you want to read this next one?
0: Yes. So this one is about Harold and the Purple Crayon. Lisa, are you familiar with that book? The Kid with the Crayon, the little baby kid?
5: I don't know Harold.
0: Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Harold is uh, a curious four-year-old who has a purple crayon, and he has the power to create a world of his own simply by drawing it. These were, like, big books when we were kids.
3: These were really popular. I think we're a little older than you, Lacey, but the, yeah. this was a huge book when we were kids. This was such a popular children's book. And this kid draws, like, this whole world. He, like, kind of creates this whole world with his purple crayon.
0: yeah. And so it's being made into a film. So this film is actually coming out, I think. It's come out in August 2024. So it's coming out in about eight months. Ooh,
5: so we're finally going to get all the purple people that the racist people say they friends with. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. I like I don't care exactly. if you're purple,
5: green, or blue. And then they are finally going to see the purple people they be talking about that they friends with. Okay, okay. Yeah. I'm into it and, so far.
0: Okay. And so we got, it's got Zachary Levy, Levi. Lil Ray Howery, Zooey Deschanel, um Oh, Lil Rel? Yep. Lil Rel. Lil Rel. And yeah, it's going to be... You know, Harold and his crayon just, I guess there's been other attempts to make this film. I guess Spike Jones talked about making it. And um, a bunch of people over the years have talked about making it. And it's finally, finally been shot. It's coming out. Lacey, what do you think about the Harold and the Purple Crayon film adaptation on the big screen?
3: Is it for kids?
0: That's a good question. That's
3: such a, that is such a good
5: question.
0: I think it's for kids and adults who buy Happy Meals. Good answer, Jonah.
5: Do you remember what was that movie that came out like two Christmases ago? The one that was like, it was for kids, but it also was just like so depressing for adults. You know, that one where it was like, I think Jamie Foxx was in it. It was like, they were like dead little clouds, and then they like jumped down to earth, and it was some jazz, but there was
0: soul. So, Yes. yes, yes. I remember that one. Like
5: I think that was for kids, but it was also just like an existential crisis for adults. Is it gonna be yeah, like that? Yeah, it was like that? mortality,
0: and yeah,
5: that movie ripped my soul out. Like literally, yeah, that, I was like, "Oh my god!" That was an
0: intense movie. I I don't really know if this movie will be like that. I, I want to say no, because I think that was was that Pixar. I think they're a little more. I don't know. What What do I know? I don't I don't know, but but
5: but uh, but my point with that is that that was like for kids and also for adults, right? Like, I think that right. the kids were like, oh, it's it's fun and jazz, and the adults were like, I'm gonna die. So I mean, it could be for both, but I'm for that because it doesn't feel like something that's like super oversaturated or something that feels like I've seen it a billion times. I don't even know about Harold, so yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say yes, nostalgia. Yeah,
0: okay, yeah, I I agree. I think you know this is a classic from our our, our childhood, so I hope they do it justice but yeah I'd rather see this than like you know like we're remaking Teen Wolf or something you know or or whatever they,
3: I think they did do that on MTV yeah,
0: you know I'm sure they did or <laughs> remaking something that's already been remade like 25 right. times right? right it's like at least this is a little more original this introduces Harold you know I, I always liked watching him drawing stuff with that crayon that was always kind of cool to yeah. watch yeah. So, uh, Vanessa, what about you? What yeah,
3: I think if if they do a good job with it, it could be really cool. It reminds me sort of. I never actually saw it, even though I love this book. The the remember when they made a movie of Where the Wild Things?
0: Yeah, I think yeah. that Maurice Sendak. I think he was involved in one of the versions of this as well. Yeah. Okay. Same, okay. Same universe, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So I, I feel like I, I agree with both of you. I think if they do a good job with it and it's cool, it could be great. Great. So look look out for it in 2024. Keep an eye out for
0: dropping in August.
3: Dropping in August. Now, this last one, Jonah, you're going to have to sort of put it in context because we've talked about this a lot, this yeah. specific thing. This is another McDonald's one. <laughs> Mc- <laughs> the to
5: spot the opera.
3: And talking, this, is, no, this is
0: our McDonald's theme podcast. This is our
3: McDonald's theme <laughs> podcast, if they want it to be. So McDonald's says it's sort of bringing back snack wraps. So we've talked about this McDonald's snack wrap many, many times. Several years ago, McDonald's removed it from their menu. People were very upset about that. Since then, this article says fans of the teeny wrap have begged, pleaded, and yelled at McDonald's over the internet to bring it back to the permanent menu. But now it seems like it's coming back, sort of. So it looks like...
0: It's in some McDonald's, I think.
3: It's in some McDonald's. Okay, okay. It says, during an investor call... An executive shared that they plan to expand the reach of the McCrispy that chain's Southern-style fried chicken sandwich include putting it into tender and wrap form. They're in early days, and I don't know. It, it, it seems like they're being a little wishy-washy about it,
0: but... You got it. They said they're planning to expand it to 50,000 restaurants by 2027. Oh, wait, no, that's how
5: many trust... restaurants they want. Sorry, Lacey. We're full of like, Sorry, Lacey.
0: We have no idea what we're talking we about have no basically. Idea no. What we're talking
5: about. no, I I think you're right though, Vanessa, they're being a little wishy washy. And I think it's because they're not listening necessarily to the fans' demands as much anymore. Because I remember when we were like bitching at them about all day breakfast, and they brought all day breakfast back, and y'all weren't standing on business like yeah. I was. I was getting my all day breakfast and then they took it away from us again because y'all weren't getting it enough. Right. So right. then they took it back. So now you know y'all been bitching about the snack wrap and then what? They gonna bring it back everywhere and y'all gonna let them sit under the heat lamp all day and then they're gonna take it away again. So I feel like they're gonna soft launch it and probably not put it everywhere because like I think they're everyone's starting to learn that like Twitter isn't real. It does not represent like the Americas. You know, I really learned that when Hillary lost. I remember I was like all comfortable. I was doing an improv show when that election started to turn and I remember being on stage with somebody giving us a suggestion of election and then the election literally started to turn during our set and like by, by we were like towards the end we started seeing everyone pick up their phones and hold them even closer to their faces and that's when we started to realize that Trump was about to win the election we were on stage and we were like ooh see Twitter does not know what's going on this is yeah. a bubble so I don't think they're listening to the internet demands anymore they're like y'all don't know what's going on in the heartland they're not gonna eat these snack wraps we're not gonna just give them to you cause you said so internet so yeah. You know, I feel like it's going to be a soft launch, but I will say yes, nostalgia for this L- if they do really Stalgia. bring them back because I like something that's a little lighter. I can't really eat McDonald's like that. I won't even lie. Like, I like certain things off the menu when I have a little craving, but like, you know, sodium and yeah, trying to stay heart healthy. I can't be running through there like the Tomb
0: Raider. Yeah. Like my youth. Sure, sure. And Vanessa, our dad has strong feelings about the snack yeah, wrap. Yeah,
3: I, I, I wish we had talked to him before this episode so we could have gotten his take on this because he was really mad when this went away. And then there was some kind of version that came back that was not
0: it, as small. And yeah, not as good. And then Wendy's kind of started their own snack wrap, I believe.
3: Right, right. And then that was, a, they've got a whole thing. This is what I'll say to, to your point, Lacey, is like, maybe they're being a little hesitant to bring it back at every store because people have been asking for it, but then they ask for things and then they don't necessarily buy them because I think what happens is this: things go away and then people find a new, like Wendy's now has their snack wrap. So it's like people find a new thing that they're buying instead and then the the old thing comes back and they're like, we've already moved on. Okay.
5: They're like, we have the Square snack wrap at Wendy's.
0: Yeah, (laughs) but it's also like, I think people like the novelty. Like they're like, Because they like always like, the McRib's going away. It's coming back. It comes back every year. But it's like people are like, oh, now I can. It's like, I think it's like a psychological thing. I think you're right. These CEOs are crunching numbers. They're saying, how can we squeeze the most out of each product and then take it away so we can make it. It's like when a band's like, we're breaking up. Oh, now we're going reunion tour, you know.
3: right?
5: Scarcity marketing. And that's just like when people operate with the sales price marketing. I used to work at, that's like one of the biggest things at like an Aeropostale. Everything's constantly 30% 30% off. That's actually just the real price. But people like going in the store and thinking that they're getting yes. 30% off every time they go in when really it's just the real price. We always just had a sale up every single time they yep. walk in. It's just yeah. a marketing ploy.
0: And that now, works on me every time I think I'm getting the best deal. I'm like, oh, it's 50% off. Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. When they,
5: every time I go
3: in.
0: Yeah. I want to say
5: that
3: uh, another quote from this article that I didn't read that is sort of foreshadowing something from the future is... um This executive says, In the U.S. business, we have three really strong chicken brands between McChicken, Chicken Nuggets, and obviously, McCrispy. And this person goes on. (laughs) Joe, Joe Erlinger, president of McDonald's USA. He goes on to say, But with McCrispy, we're in the early days really building that brand and so looking forward. Will we eventually have a crispy tender? Yes. And will that allow us to eventually have a McCrispy snack wrap? Yes. But we're still in the early days of doing. It's like, what? What are you guys talking about? Who in there? Who other than our dad is like? These all sound like different things to me.
5: <laughs> okay, I'm I'm on his side on this one because I will say that McDonald's is not crap. They have not cracked the McCrispy, and the only reason that I can understand what he's saying right here is because of Mary J. Blige. Okay, take a walk with me. Okay, what's in the new crispy chicken snack wrap? Mary, <laughs> crispy chicken, fresh lettuce. Remember from Burger King? Burger ah. King, bring your homies. Now, that's Naima Funk's version. But remember when they had Mary J. Blige on the counter of Burger King singing about the crispy chicken snack wrap at Burger King? <laughs> and, then, and then Mad TV spoofed it with Naima Funk and it was like, crispy chicken, fresh lettuce. <laughs>
0: You don't remember. This? I don't remember. This. I don't remember that. have to that. look this up when we're done.
5: Because so, you know, like "ba ba ba ba" is originally a Justin Timberlake song. So it was it a song is? by Justin Timberlake, and it's called "I'm Loving It." Ba da ba ba ba, I'm loving it. And then McDonald's bought it and made it ba-da-ba-ba-ba I'm loving it they bought it from Justin Timberlake so then Burger King was like we should do like a little bop with an R&B artist too so they were like Mary J. Blige, sing our crispy chicken song so she was Whoa. like crispy chicken fresh lettuce and then black people were like Mary J. Blige. You know your black guys ain't saying about chicken on Burger King's counter, and then Mad TV had Na'ima Funk spoof it, and it was like Burger King, bring your homies, we got Kool Aid and hog mugs, and it was like you can look it up on YouTube. But they had a crispy chicken wrap, and it was like, oh what's a new no chicken snack wrap? Yeah, everyone Google it. But they had a chicken snack wrap, and I wonder if it was around the time that McDonald's had retired theirs. But yes, it's an insane video. But they have a crispy chicken, but. McDonald's crispy chicken ain't quite hitting yet. Like their yeah, chicken strips not, aren't really yeah. hitting either, and some of their locations don't even offer chicken strips. So they haven't hit the crispy chicken that
0: okay. hard yet. Okay, they got so nuggets,
5: s- but the strips are lacking. They're
3: now, not everywhere.
5: Jonah, how do you
3: feel? Are you into this?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think I guess like for our dad's sake. Yeah, I, like I don't know if I would order this, but I know it would make our dad very happy. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, I I guess I will say this. I don't know how to feel about the CEO of McDonald's. I don't know what they're what they're doing with taking stuff away and bringing things back. And oh, the thing I wanted to say is, Lacey, you know, people don't talk enough about how they brought the breakfast back and then took it away. That is like so Mm -hmm. not cool. Yeah, because I actually was in a position. I don't eat a ton of fast food. I get like the Impossible Burgers once in a while, but I wanted to get breakfast and I was like, Oh, it's going to be I wonder how late they're doing it. Oh wait, it's 24 hours now and then it's like nope, 10:30 a.m., that's it. Yeah.
5: I hate it. And especially cuz late at night I would love to go get a little breakfast sure. sandwich like into the night type situation. I loved it. And then they took it away and they didn't tell us either. There was no like this is the end of the 24-hour breakfast announcement. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's not cool. And so, but for this, sure. But yeah, I mean, who knows who knows if I'll ever even see one. Uh Vanessa, what about you?
3: Yeah, I'm. I'm into this. I think our dad's going to be really excited. I'm sure that he, by the time he, he, like when he hears this podcast, he'll have already tried it and have an opinion on whether it's good, whether it's as you know how it compares to other snack wraps at other fast food places. But I think I, in general, I feel I feel on board for this. I'm I'm happy for everyone who gets to try it at the limited number of stores that it's at. Which, if it's not at our dad's McDonald's, we're going to know about it. (laughs) We'll
0: we'll keep our listeners posted. Yes, we'll keep our listeners posted.
3: Okay, so it sounds like we're all kind of on board for this.
5: Yes, absolutely.
0: Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Why not?
3: Yeah. Okay, so it sounds like we're all on board for all of these, which is pretty impressive. And, you know, McDonald's, we did kind of just do you a service, so... (laughs) Sponsor the show! If you want to sponsor it, that would be really nice. Okay, our producer, Olivia, said she's calling Grimace right now. (laughs)
0: Love
3: that dude. Love that dude. Well, Lacey, (laughs) this is so much fun. Thanks so much for being here. Where can people find you?
5: Thank you for having me. This was a blast. Yes, you can find me at my podcast all about scams. You can hear Vanessa and Jonah uh, thieving books. No, he wasn't thieving them. He had a wonderful, wonderful scam I scroll. Was,
0: I was blurring the line between <laughs> Right. Between yeah. And but as I still
5: have to go to that cookie place, many more people have recommended it. So I gotta go.
2: Oh yes. And yes, check yes, out your yes. cookie
5: scam too. yeah, uh, yes. but yeah, Scam Got this podcast on all platforms. And if you wanna see me and my shenanigans, D-I-V-A-L-A C I D on all platforms. Yes, and thank you guys for having me. This was such a fun time.
3: Oh my gosh. This was great. This was great. Thank you to everyone for listening. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe to the podcast and keep an eye out for next week's episode of How Did We Get Weird, where we will discuss more stories from our childhood and cultural touchstones like MySpace. Thank you, Lacey.
5: Thank you. you.